You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Y'all brought some energy. Only Doug would be able to get away with sister from another mister, right? Um, I so love that. Well, good morning. I am so excited to be with you today. As Pastor Doug said, my name is Pastor Michelle Jack. And, you know, when Doug contacted me a couple of months ago, I started praying for you already. And I wanted to see what God would have me speak to you. And I believe he has some encouragement for you today. Um, So let's give the Lord this time, okay? Father, I just come before you in the name of Jesus, and uh, we just give this time to you. This is your time. You have ordained this. You have created this opportunity for us to gather, and so I give this time to you. Be um, our words, be our, our ears, our hearts. Speak to us, because that is what we are here for. We are here to hear from you, so do not let us leave this place unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I know it's really interesting when there's a guest speaker. It's like having a substitute teacher um, when you're in school and you're just like, oh, can I, do I have to be, behave? Can I be a little rowdy? And there's some of those rowdy kids in class. Well, I just want you to know you can be a rowdy kid in class, okay? And so I look for, yes, I look for the amens. If you're feeling something, say amen. If something is speaking to you, you go ahead and you give a shout to the Lord because this is, oh, and if there's a joke that is funny, please laugh. And if it's not, please laugh anyway, because that helps me. And so um, as I said, Pastor Doug and I, we go way back. I met Doug back in 2006, and uh, he was preaching on stage when I walked into a church that was called BRCC at the time. And my life had been falling apart at that moment. I had been doing life my way, the way that I wanted to do it for a long time, and things just were not working. And it felt like the world was crashing in all around me. And I remembered about this church that I had visited for Christmas across town. And I showed up there and Pastor Doug was preaching on stage. And he was preaching so passionately about this man named Jesus and how Jesus loved me and how there was nothing that I could have done that would make me far from him. And I remember that Doug was speaking so passionately in his words, he would say that he had testosterone falling from his eyes. And I remember sitting there going like, okay, I'm gonna give this Jesus a shot. And 16 years ago on that day, Doug prayed a prayer that led me to the Lord and I came into a personal relationship with him. And even though I was in an auditorium filled with hundreds of people, I felt like, and I knew that God was speaking directly to me. And that is my prayer for our time today. So when Doug reached out and asked if I would speak to you, I said yes immediately because the opportunity to speak to an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God know Jesus to cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference is so awesome. You see, I know what it's like to feel far from God. I know what it's like when past abuse hurts and hang up sabotage 
relationships. I know what it's like to have numbing behaviors lead down a path that you don't want to be on. I know what it feels like when hustling is not enough to pay the bills or when looking for love in all the wrong places to fill the void and the emptiness that is inside only leaves the void and the emptiness feeling bigger. And if you know what it is like to have the weight of the world on your shoulders or to feel far from God, I want you to know that I'm so glad that you are here this morning. I'm glad that you're joining us in the video cafe or online because City Tribe, this is a place where you are welcome and where you don't need to believe to belong. And although I'm no stranger to the weight and the heaviness of this life, I also know what it's like to know Jesus to find freedom, to discover my purpose, and to make a difference. And that's what we all want, right? Like, we all want to discover our purpose in this life and make an impact that goes far beyond ourselves. And you guys just wrapped up a series called Puro Purpose, where you unpacked the five pure and authentic reasons that God created you. And when you and I, when we have discovered our purpose, this is when we get in our sweet spot and we can begin to make a big difference. But let's get real. The kinds of differences that this world needs right now feel impossible to make. You and I, we see the news. We see the crisis that's happening in Ukraine, the war that's going on over there. You see refugees that are fleeing their countries, their homes and their houses and their families. We see school shootings where we send our kids to safe places and we expect them to come home and we have to worry about a gunman coming in. We see mass shootings that are happening. We even see divisiveness that is happening amongst people where somehow we have gotten to a place where we can no longer agree to disagree without spewing hate and divisiveness at each other. And then we have these crises and we have these seasons of hurt and of suffering and of pain that happen to us personally, not just in the world around us. And maybe today you're in one of those seasons. Maybe today you're listening or you walked in here with and you or your family was personally affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Maybe you lost an income stream or a job or even a business. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you or someone that you know and love is wrestling with anxiety or depression. Maybe your heart has grown a little numb to all of the crises happening around us because they seem to happen over and over and over again and more and more frequently. Or maybe today you have just seen so much brokenness that deep down, you are questioning if God can really do anything about it or if you can make a difference. And if you are in one of those seasons, I want you to know that I see you. God sees you. And I believe that he wants to speak directly to you today. And he wants us to learn how we can take our puro purpose and make a big difference from one of the most unsuspecting and often overlooked people in scripture. 
So we are going to jump into Jesus's story when he has already started his ministry. So Jesus has already gathered his disciples. They have already been traveling with him and he's already produced miracles. They've seen him do miracles. They've seen him turn water into wine. They've seen him make the blind man see, the lame man walk. And and they have seen him grow in popularity with people everywhere. So Jesus and his disciples are getting ready to celebrate Passover, which is one of the Jewish holidays, when they see a huge crowd approaching. And scripture says that they said that there was about 5,000 men that were coming towards them. And scripture, scripture also details that women and children were not counted in this number. And so because of that, scholars believe that there were upwards of 15,000 people that were coming in this crowd towards Jesus and his disciples. And as the crowd approached, Jesus asked Philip, one of his disciples, a question. When Jesus looked up and he saw the great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for all of these people to eat? And Philip answered him, Eight months wages wouldn't buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Now, one of the reasons why I absolutely love scripture is because of the realness and the relatability of the disciples. Like, am I right? So I can so relate to Philip because I am pretty analytically minded. And so I love numbers, I love budgets. Like I can geek out and get really excited over a good Excel spreadsheet, right? And so if Jesus were to turn and ask me, hey, Michelle, here's this big crowd. How are we going to feed them? I would literally start calculating and counting the cost. And I would turn to Jesus and I would say, one, Jesus, we don't have it in the budget. And two, even if we were to spend all the money that we have, everybody wouldn't get just a bite. So we can't do it. Anybody else? Can anybody relate? Are there any other analytically minded people in the room? Okay, y'all are my people. <laughs> Thank you. And I know all you other people that aren't analytically minded be like, Jesus, what you? you can do it, Jesus. Um, but I wouldn't. I would have been like, it's not in the budget. Okay, but even if you aren't analytically minded, you can probably still relate to Philip because in each of our lives, we will all face or we have all faced situations and circumstances where there is a need that is so great that we do not know how we are going to fill it. So here is Philip and he's standing with Jesus as a crowd of thousands upon thousands of people are coming and Philip counts the cost and he speaks to the impossible. Now, when you are faced with a seemingly insurmountable problem, do you count the cost and speak to the impossible? Have you had one of those seasons where everything seems to be going wrong and one thing after another is piling up and all you can focus on is the impossibility of things to ever turn around? Have you ever gotten put on a new assignment at work and all you can focus on is the mess that the last person left and the impossibility of you being able to fix it? Have you ever had a fight with your spouse and only been able to focus on all the other times that this has happened and the impossibility for them to ever change their ways or you to change yours? 
Have you lost a job and all you can focus on is the impossibility to make ends meet and to pay the bills? Have you struggled with anxiety or depression and found yourself only able to focus on the impossibility of getting back to feeling joyful again? Have you looked at the pain and the suffering in the world around us, wanting a change, wanting something to happen, but only been able to focus on the impossibility of being able to make an impact. When Philip was staring at a crisis and facing a challenge, he focused on counting the cost and he spoke to the impossibility of what he can do. And at one point or another, we have all been Philip. But Philip wasn't the only one that was there. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? And I can, I can almost picture Andrew almost being like a little sheepish. Like he's being a little shy and a little reserved when he gives this answer because he doesn't want to be embarrassed. He doesn't want to be made fun of or ridiculed. And he's like, hey, uh, there's this boy right here. And he brought a lunch. This guy. I mean, it's not a big lunch. There's really not very much here, but you know what? I've seen what Jesus can do. Like I've been there. I've seen him do miracles. I know what he is capable of and there is not much here, but this little boy, he has got a lunch and maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe this could be a solution. And Andrew, he musters up the courage and he throws out this crazy idea that this lunch could be a solution. And after he does, Jesus has everyone sit down and Jesus took the loaves and he gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. So while Philip was counting the cost and focused on the impossibility of the situation, Andrew was looking for any possible solution. You see, they were both present when Jesus performed the miracles before. So they both knew what Jesus was capable of, but their focuses were different. And Andrew's focus shows us where our focus needs to be. And it also shows us that we need each other in this life. We need somebody that is going to look at us and say, I see you. I see what you have. I see what you have prepared. Let me help you take it to Jesus. Do you have people in your life that when things get hard, when problems seem insurmountable, do you have people in your life that will help you shift your focus from looking and focusing on the impossible to focusing on the one who make, makes all things possible? Philip and Andrew illuminate where we can place our focus when we face hardship and seemingly insurmountable problems. 
We can count the cost and focus on what we don't have, or we can bring to Jesus what we do have and let him multiply it beyond our wildest dreams. We can focus on the impossible, or we can focus on the one who makes all things possible, amen? So when Andrew saw what the boy had and helped him bring the lunch that he prepared to Jesus in verse 11, it says, Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed. So don't miss this friends. Jesus gave thanks first. He gave thanks before the miracle. He gave thanks before the multiplication. He gave thanks before anybody got to see what was about to happen. He gave thanks to his father for what he was about to do, not what he had already done. Jesus gave thanks first. Now, there is one more person in this story that can teach us something. He's a person that is often overlooked because he isn't the focus of the story, but he is imperative to the outcome. It's the little boy. The little boy that had five loaves and two fish. You see, there were thousands and thousands of people there that day that did not have a solution for food, but this boy, he made a lunch. He came prepared with what he had and he was willing to bring it all to Jesus. You see, this little boy, he could have kept his lunch for himself. He could have seen this crowd of people and he could have been like, "Uh, you can't take my lunch. I came prepared. I'm not gonna be hungry. You're gonna be hungry. Too bad, so sad. He could have been like all the people during the beginning of COVID that took all the toilet paper off of the shelves at HEB and kept them to themselves, right? He could have hoarded it. He could have kept it. He could have said, this is all I have. You don't know if this is all that I have to eat for the next several days, but he brought all of it to Jesus. Then this little boy, he sits there and he watches his little lunch multiply into more and more and more, and more, and more. This little boy, he gets a front row seat to one of the miracles that would be talked about until the end of time. He gets a front row seat to seeing Jesus take what he has prepared and multiply it. He gets a front row seat to bringing all that he had and watching it become more than he could have imagined. He gets a front row seat to seeing what was just meant to feed him, nourish thousands of people. This little boy gets a front row seat to packing a lunch, becoming a picture of Jesus's power and he gets a front row seat to his taking what he has to Jesus becoming a testimony to the tangible proof that how he uses you and me to do his miraculous work more and more and more and more. And now I want us to notice one more thing about this little boy. After bringing his lunch to Jesus, He did not take it back. This little boy also did not give Jesus instructions on how he thought that Jesus could feed the thousands. He did not say, hey, Jesus, if you were to take some of those loaves of bread and if you were to tear it just like this, or if you were to slice the fish 
just like that. You know how my mama does it? At home, my mama feeds a lot of people. This is how she prepares it. I think, Jesus, this is how you should do it. He did not do this. And oh, this is so hard for us, right? Because how many times do we do this? How many times do we pray for God to help us find a job? to help our child find their way, to help our marriage be reconciled, to help guide the path that we are to take in life, to help us find freedom from our bad habits, our hurts, our hangups, our addictions. And the second that it gets hard, the second that it gets uncomfortable, the second that he asks us to do something that doesn't look like our way, that doesn't look like the way that we would want it to happen, that doesn't look like our timing, how many times do we take it back? This little boy, he came prepared. He brought what he had to Jesus and he got out of the way. And then Jesus multiplied it more and more and more and more. And when they all had enough to eat, he, Jesus, said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. From this little Lunchable, starting with five loaves of bread and two fish, at the end, there were 12 baskets, exponentially more than what they started with that were left over. So friends, when we come prepared with what we have, when we bring it all to Jesus, and when we get out of the way, there will always be something left over. Amen? Now, in the same way that Jesus used what this little boy prepared to produce a miracle of multiplication, God uses you and he uses me and what we prepare, our unique gifts, our unique skills, our abilities, and our purpose. And here is what I want you to receive today. You do not need to prepare lunch for the 5,000 You don't need to do it all. You don't need to carry it all. Because when you feel like you have to carry it all, you focus on only what you can do. And when you and I focus on only what we can do individually, there will never be enough. And then we can get stuck in this scarcity mentality. And a scarcity mentality is when nothing we do, nothing we say, nothing we provide, the resources we have, it will never be enough. And that can begin to poison our thoughts. And when we get stuck in this scarcity mentality, what starts happening is we begin to believe that we are not enough. And there is nothing further from the truth, friends. I want you to know that you are chosen. You are called. You are loved. You have a purpose that God uniquely created you and only you for. And he wants to use you to do his miraculous works because friends, you are the hands and the feet of Jesus. Don't focus on the impossibility, but focus on the one who makes all things possible.
Amen. And I believe that what Jesus is showing us today is that all he is seeking for us to come with is what we have. Come with what he has already given you. Come prepared with what you need for whatever journey you are on individually and give it to him. His expectations aren't that you will do it all, but that you will bring your all to him. And when you do, you will get a front row seat to watch him do what only he can do, and there will be more than enough left over. So right now, I want to give us an opportunity to respond to him and something that he may be speaking to you directly in your life, in your journey. So we are going to take a minute for us to bring what we have to Jesus. And maybe for you today, it's your financial resources because you have to solve a problem that seems insurmountable and you're asking for Jesus to multiply your resources. Maybe for you, it's conversations that you've had with a child, a spouse, a loved one, a neighbor, a coworker about getting them to know who Jesus is and you want to ask him to multiply the fruit of those conversations. Maybe for you, you're bringing God all of the love that you have for your family and you're asking for him to multiply that love in a tangible way. Or maybe for you, what you're gonna to bring today is the very little energy that you've got left because your life and the things going on have left you weary and you need him to multiply and refresh and renew you so you can continue going on to do what you need to do. Or maybe friends, maybe today for the very first time, you want to bring yourself to Jesus. You've been doing life your way, the way that you know how, and you've got it all together, but you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you want to try a new way, and today is the day that you want to try and bring yourself to Jesus, and you are asking him to multiply you in a way that only he can do. And so we're going to take a moment to write down what we are going to bring to Jesus. So on your way in, you got an index card and a pencil. And if you need one, there are some up here on the stage. And during this next song, I want you to write down what you are going to bring to Jesus that you were looking for a miracle of multiplication on. And as a symbol of bringing it to him, I'm gonna ask you to place them in the baskets up front, the baskets that represent the multiplication and everything that is left over. And after the song, I will come back up and we will pray over what we have offered him. So take some time, see what he's asking you to bring him and respond.
promise Eating to Zion through every dead end And out of that grave I don't know how you make a way But I know you will I know you will Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, and I am moved by the offerings that your children have brought you today. There are so many needs. There are so many things that we want to see a miracle of multiplication on, Father. And we don't know how you're gonna make a way, but Father, our declaration today is that we know that you will. And so, Father, the same way that Jesus did, we give you thanks right now in advance of what you are going to do. Father, we thank you for the miracle of multiplication. We thank you for your movement. We thank you that you are the God of our yesterdays, our todays, and our tomorrows. And although we don't know what our tomorrow is going to look like when it comes to the things that we have placed in offering here, we know that whatever you do will be good because you, Father, are good. God, I thank you so much for speaking to us, for being present today through your spirit. And God, I pray for the courage of those who have brought you all that they have prepared. I pray for their courage to not take it back when things get hard when things may not go the way that they want them to go or the outcome is something that they do not want. But Father, would you give them the courage to stay the course and give them the eyes to see what you are doing. So God, we just declare right now together as a tribe that we trust you. Your will, not ours. We trust you and we love you. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen a seat. We're going to do two things before you close out that web browser or close out that app. Just as a tribe, we're going to pray with and for Michelle, and we're going to speak a benediction over you guys as you are dismissed. And so really quickly, let me just ask you, Michelle, for anybody who wants to remain connected with you, how can we go about doing that? I think Sadie has a slide. My email is michelle.jeck at city.church. Um, you can email me directly there, or it's michellejeck on all the socials. Okay, and how might we as a tribe pray for you? Um, what I laid down this morning is that Jesus would continue to multiply the ministry so that more people would come to know him and to thrive in him. Okay, and so we're going to do that together here. And so as a tribe, as a symbolic expression that we're in this together in agreement, would you go ahead and extend out a hand if you feel comfortable doing that? We're going to bless Michelle and uh, ask God that he would multiply his ministry through her. All right, so would you join me in praying? Father, we thank you for your precious daughter, Michelle. Thank you for all the ways that you have worked in her and through her life, all the ways that you've molded her and shaped her and are refining all her skills that you have given her. I thank you for her heart and just how she comes before you humbly giving you and trusting you with all that you've entrusted her to multiply it. And that's our ask as a tribe. We in agreement, just ask you, Lord, that you would multiply your ministry through Michelle. So pour out your spirit, fill her, overflow, 
And in that, other people would begin to know you and experience you as a result of an encounter with her. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone in the tribe who agreed said, amen. Tribe, will you help give me, uh, give Michelle a huge round of applause for her encouragement, for her love. And so y'all go ahead and stand up. We're going to dismiss, and I'm going to speak a benediction over you guys. So brothers and sisters, as you go, may you go as Jesus did, giving thanks and entrusting to him that which he has given you, that he might multiply your impact as you go in the world. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Take care. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.